0: everyone and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie and with me as always is... Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. And it's Gen Con week, everybody. Um, Unlike previously stated, we are not there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were going to, it just didn't pan out. It's okay. You can't go to a mall, I guess.
0: Yes, but I've heard from everybody else that it is hot this year. Bunch of people are there. It's big and back like before and yet another reason why jason's glad we're not there
1: (laughs) yeah last year was nice for me because it was more like an origins type crowd um so this year may have been a little overwhelming so i'm kind of glad we didn't go but that that being said i am tired of hearing about everybody having fun at gen con so let's let's dial that back a little bit all right
0: i'm i am glad everyone's having fun at gen con (laughs) and i'm excited for those of you that are there um there was uh A publisher that was looking for someone like last minute to come and oh I was so close to just saying forget this I'm gonna go and work all of Gen Con
1: (sighs) knowing what we know now you probably could have done that
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) so I missed out but really Gen Con missed out on me in your face Gen Con Oh, boy. Anyway, so instead of giving you Gen Con coverage, sorry, sorry, sorry. Those of you that are there, thank you for sharing stuff with us, um, with the Riveted and our different social medias. Um, but we have got banter. We've got our usual nonsense here for you this week.
1: Yep. I am feeling pretty nonsensical. So let's uh, let's get this ball rolling. Oh,
0: Fantastic. Let's just start with news, which is a section where I talk and Jason doesn't. So hopefully he'll (laughs) calm himself before he actually has something to say. Um, So crowdfunding, there's some stuff out there, but a lot of things kind of have taken a back burner because of Gen Con. So. A couple things I just want to point out. Um, These are all on Kickstarter. There are a couple that my correspondent in the field mentioned on some other platforms. Um, I didn't happen to look them up. I know. I think it's on either Game Found or Backerkit. Um, Return to Dark Towers. uh, Another edition of that is out with the expansion. So um, that's all a buzz. But I'm not going to talk about that. Instead, I want to talk about a game that at first I was like, you know, this sounds really familiar. And that's because it is. And this game is called Isle of Trains, but it's called Isle of Trains All Aboard. So Isle of Trains itself came out in 2014, which is why this sounded familiar to me. But now over the intervening years, they have made it better and now they've added a new mechanic to the to the game, which is passengers. So the whole all aboard kind of subtitle is signifying that. So in Isle of Trains, you've got multi use cards. Oh, people, you know I love that. So on your turn, you can take two actions. You can draw cards from the face up display or the top of the deck. You can then. Um, use those cards to like build new train cars engines because you're building this this train in front of you which i think is super cute all different types of cars on there there's a caboose there's an engine um but you have to pay for them by discarding cars from your hands so again the multi-use now you can also another action you could possibly do is load your train with passengers and the passengers are these screen printed peoples or you can put goods on there which are cards, or you can load other players' trains as ways to get bonuses. Then, since you've got passengers, you can deliver them as another action. You can deliver them or the goods that are on your train, and you get bonuses and points that way as well. There's also a solo mode for this one. Um, It talks about the differences between the two. A lot of it is they've got some new art. They added this passenger part that makes it a little more complex and you can do combos with deliveries. Um, they fix some of the issues that happen, like decks would, the deck would run out um, and the game would just end. And so that doesn't happen anymore. Um, they've also got like some additional, something else to add to like a four player game to really keep stuff going for the more players. Um, they also have a, sol- a solo mode. Um, two different kinds a beat your own score and a campaign mode so it seems like they've really taken it and I've seen several people say oh I really like Isle of Trains and then Isle of Trains all aboard just kicks it up a notch now I mentioned these screen printed meeples so when I talk about the price on this I went ahead and said you know what people want the deluxe that has the passenger meeples because why would you decide not to get those I mean come on man (sighs)
1: I would decide not to.
0: That's stupid. Um, and honestly, when you talk when I talk about the price point, it'll explain it. So there's four days left on this Kickstarter. So it is like right at the end. Sorry, everybody, if you're listening to these much much later, if you are in the future, hello future. Um, but you probably won't be able to back this Kickstarter. There's four days left. Um, on Isle of Trans, all aboard the deluxe. I'm calling it the deluxe ish edition is $30. That's got the cool screen-printed meeples. If you are like Jason and you're a psycho and don't want the screen-printed meeples, it's like $23. So a $7 difference, I think it's worth going for the deluxe meeples. If you want the suit, there's like a deluxe edition, which gives you the playmat. So if you... Want even more deluxe? There is an all-in pledge that's forty-four dollars that gives you those meeples, um, a, like the play mat, a bigger passenger bag, some promos, etc. But if, like me, you just want the cute little meeples, it's thirty bucks. So that again is Isle of Trains all aboard. Four days left. Thirty dollars.
1: So we have the original version of this game. We do? But, yeah, we do. It's in the little shelf with like diner and pie factory. And
0: oh, yeah, stuff. I think I've seen it, but I haven't actually played it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We haven't played this yet. And the one we have is just cards. There's no meeples. So I'm, I I need to play this one and then see how they kind of compare because I've heard good things about it. I've just never played it. So
0: Right, yeah. and I think it's just kind of trying to add more complexity with the passengers. So it's supposed to be like an engine builder and multi-use cards, and I like both those things.
1: Yeah, I do know that like the cards can be either like cargo or like a train car. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Right. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is a game that I don't think it's going to get funded, but I honestly wanted to talk about it for a lot of different reasons. And the game is called Eden's Conflict. So Eden's Conflict is like a strategy card game. It's cooperative. And it is a biblically themed game, which I always try to support because I think we need more good biblically themed games that being said i don't know if this is a good one i think it could be but um i i I, the designer just made his kickstarter sound so cheesy (laughs) so um uh, like he doesn't focus enough on the game itself so in this game, you've got these dice and the dice are what going ter- are you roll them to determine what the actions are. Um, so there are good actions and evil actions, then split 50 50. Right. So you're working with your other teammates. What you're doing is you're trying to play these cards. that are actually going to build up your armor. Um, and but also in that deck, there are temptation cards that come out that are going to attack the armor um going they're like representing struggles i'm actually making this less cheesy than the kickstarter says um (laughs) there's only room for so many of these like temptations and things that happen so once you hit like that's a timer for the game is once you get uh, so many numbers of temptations out that you can't like resolve the game ends um and you're really just trying to end with positive points, like a positive score of what you're working towards, which I think is kind of an interesting concept. I, I get like, uh, okay, great. You're going to perform the actions. You're going to draw temptation cards. They go to your battlefield. Unless you draw grace cards, they go into your hand. Um, you're playing these cards out of your hand to help like shore up your armor. And that's going to actually score you points. And that's going to offset the temptation points that are negative points. Um, temptations that attack attack the weakest card in your armor which okay that's great that's thematically very interesting Um, and you're trying to get the score and like there's these timer cards that go into the deck and that's another way that um, the game's going to end when you pull up an hourglass card okay I I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in here my problem is uh, graphically it's not great but I don't know if this is just, uh, just prototype pictures. Also, again, cheese fest on the description. Because I think like the game itself, the ideas behind it, good strategic card gameplay. Sounds fun, right? Like working together to play cards to like negate these bad cards to get positive points, shoring up weak places. That sounds good. Don't make it sound like a newsboy song um the uh, <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about come on you know what i'm talking about um my other problem is it's a deck of cards and a couple uh, i mean specialty made dice but a couple dice the goal for the campaign is forty thousand dollars that seems outrageous of an expectation to me to forty
1: thousand that's what you said yes yeah, that's, that's a lot.
0: <sighs> um, but I, I, I also want to support it. So I want to be like, dude, I like what's going on here. I just think we could do it better. And I think it would go over really well um, or go over better than it is right now if we made some mods. Um, and not that this person is ever going to listen to our podcast or anything. But I want to support this. Um, it, it just needs a little a little help because right now it's like they have like $1,700 of the goal with 10 days left.
1: That's sad. I mean, I like good Christian games. We have a whole shelf, a whole cube that we'll get to eventually on a podcast, maybe depending on how long we do this. But, you know, they need to be good. There's enough of like Bibleopoly and Bible right. trivia. They need to be good games. They need to be thought out. I'm tired of just slapping a Christian theme on things. It's we're past that. It, there's so many good games. There's no need to do that anymore. So
0: right, but I think this is a good game, um, and I think thematically it's really it, it works really well with how the card play happens. It's just cheese fest with bad graphics, which is another problem I have because I like pretty looking games, um, and it's always an afterthought I think with a lot of biblically themed games. So I will talk about this. There's nine days left in this Kickstarter by the time this episode drops. It's $30. That's that seems kind of high, in my opinion, um, for a, a deck of cards and some dice. I think there's a little more going on than that. But also this interesting thing is not only do you get that copy of the game, you also get the first chapter of their print and play adventure story mode with character cards. So apparently there's like this whole prototype for like a story mode, which could be cool too. Um, And I wonder if maybe that should have been developed before this went out.
1: I I don't know. The the best thing about this game that I've heard so far is the name. That's all. uh, I think (laughs) the name was cool.
0: Again, like I feel bad because I didn't bring it up to trash it. But it's also like I want to talk about it because I think that that's those kind of subjects need to be addressed. So Eden's Conflict, if you want to know what I'm talking about, check it out. Um, If you're listening, the creators of Eden's Conflict, feel free to PM me. We'll chat. Okay. (laughs) Next is not a game, but it's really kind of so cute that I just couldn't help myself. And we had to talk about it. And my correspondent in the field totally agrees. And I will make a confession. This is going to be a hot take. It's going to be a hot take when I talk about this Kickstarter. So this Kickstarter is called Board Game Day. And it's actually about a – it's a board book, right? And I don't know when we talk about board books. We no longer have toddlers in our house. Um, but – I'd like a good board book. So this is a six by six board book um, about these adorable group of friends. There's a couple, there's like some twin pandas, there's a cat, there's a bird, there's an octopus, there are all these friends and they're working and having a board game day. And it's a little rhyming book. Um, that actually has sketches and pictures in, in within the book of some kids' board games that you may see. So I just feel like it's a great way to kind of pass board gaming on to a new generation. I see lots of people post on the board game groups, like, how do I get my kids interested in games and stuff? Um, and one is by playing when they're around and, help, and being patient with them and showing them games and trying to play games with them and finding simple games and maybe playing games so many times in a row that you want to beat your head against the table. But that is how you help them understand and learn to love and appreciate war games. The same can be said for a book. And again, being an English teacher, you know I am super pro book. So um, the, the reason why I almost didn't share this is because...
1: No, you need to say it. Go ahead and I, say it. We're, we're all waiting.
0: I have this weird issue with the creator. She used to be on board game breakfast and i just couldn't figure out why she had a segment on board game breakfast when she seemed all the time she talked about games were really boring not like she had no excitement um i i just i just thought
1: (laughs) it's probably what people think when they watch me
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's probably true um but but this looks really cute and she creates these little kids rhymes and I, I want to support her and she's a mom and she's making board game content. So I just need to get over my stupid judgmental issues. Like there's a, the one page that they show like is cute sketch. It says, let's work together, save us all or sack things up until they fall. And it's a picture of these little animals playing Rhino Hero. And that's so cute. Like it's so cute. I just love it. So anyway if you have little kids in your life or you have, you know, nieces, nephews, you're looking for like a baby shower gift, this, it looks like it will be fulfilling January of 2023. So next year, right? So check out board game day. Um, There's 11 days left on that Kickstarter. And that cool, um, you know, board book is $16 or $20, excuse me, $20,
1: 16 pages, I think $20. Check it out. It's interesting that it's going to take so long to get this thing printed, but I, again, I don't know how long it takes to print a board book. So,
0: right. Well, and know. she wanted to like print one at a time, just for people that wanted them, and then it's like, oh, they only print board books in like these huge batches. So,
1: oh uh, yeah, that, that makes was sense.
0: part of the reason why she needed a Kickstarter, and I think she has like a timeline. Like, okay, she's got the draft. Like the illustrations are done. It's on Kickstarter. So in set, Kickstarter's running in September, it's going to be sent to the printers and then fulfillment in January, 2023. So, I mean,
1: I is don't. she doing all the art herself?
0: No, um, Rachel Kramer, creamer, Kramer. Oh, okay. Kramer. Okay. Yeah. She's like a, a freelance illustrator. She draws, um, uh, a weekly web comic about board games called semi co-op.
1: Uh, okay. That's cool.
0: Yeah. It looks, it looks adorable it looks really cute um i'm tempted to get it just to have one and then as soon as someone i know has a baby i'm like ding i got a gift (laughs) but most of my friends who don't have any babies
1: yeah we're getting to that age where uh baby time is done
0: yeah not necessarily a sad thing okay so that all of that there was a lot there um (laughs) is using crowdfunding (laughs)
1: All right, so let's talk about a few games that we played. So we played a lot of games this past week because we were at church camp, and after everything's done throughout the day, at nighttime, we have a lot of time to sit around, hang out with friends, and play some games. So that's what we did. We also did some of it while our kids were swimming in this really nice pond. So we sat under the shade, played some games. There
0: were lifeguards, so we didn't have to watch them (laughs) as close. There were
1: lifeguards, yes, that's correct. And our kids know how to swim, too. Uh, So the first game we played, actually... The only one we played at camp is this first one. But anyway, (laughs) uh, the first game we're going to talk about is a game that I am obsessed with. This game is so good. Um, It's from my new favorite company, apparently, Buffalo Games. And it is called the Golden Ticket Game.
0: I got a golden ticket.
1: And if you don't know, it's based on the Golden Ticket Game is based on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The old one with Gene Wilder and, you know, not the weird Johnny Depp one. And what you're doing in this game is you're taking on the role of one of the kids. There's Veruca, there's Violet, Mike TV, Augustus Gloop, and Charlie. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to move around the board, doing some card play and, you know, you got a three-by-three grid that you're moving your character around. And you're trying to get Wonka bars. You're trying to get as many Wonka bars as you can. Because in the midst of all these Wonka bars is a certain number of Wonka bars with golden tickets. And if you can find a golden ticket at the end of the game, you are the winner. Um, so you may play the whole game, not find any tickets. You may fight, play the whole game and get all the tickets, and you're the only winner. But there could be multiple winners. There could be uh, one winner, whatever. So you're doing everything you can to get as many tickets as you can to up your probability of getting a ticket, just like in the game or in the movie. Um, yeah, so you play with one less golden ticket than players. You can play with whatever you want, really. You can put one in there. You can put one for everybody in there if you want. It comes with five because there's five in the movie. But just playing, getting going tickets, using cards. Uh, moving your character around, just having a good time. Plays in 20 minutes, and it's a great 20 minutes every single time. So Golden Ticket Game. So how do you feel about the Golden Ticket Game?
0: Um, I love the production on this. It's like freaking outstanding. Um, The characters are these like chunky meeples. The kids are just like their outlines in their clothes. They don't have their faces. So I, I'm assuming they just didn't want to pay for the rights for their likenesses. But they did pay for the rights um, for Gene Wilder's likeness. So he's also on the board and you can run in, run into Willie periodically and he'll give you... Um a Wonka bar. The Wonka bars are bars, people. Like you fold these little cardboard sleeves. The Wonka bars are these, they're little plastic, looks like little chocolate bars. They're segmented. And then the golden tickets look like the golden tickets, man. Like they're shiny and have all the writing on them. They slip right in, and they fit right inside the Wonka bar. It is so cool. Like the, the one crappy thing is, like, the money is, like, chintzy, like, coins that you can't even read the denomination on. So I, I understand they had to cut corners somewhere. But... Um, Every time people saw us playing it, they were like, what is that? What is that? Um, the cards, there's tons of different kinds of cards and it's all the candy and stuff that you see from the movie. So there's lickable wallpaper and there's um, everlasting gobstoppers and they do like these different really like thematic things like uh, the honey teacup that he eats in the first song when they enter the factory, like there is it's just really cool. I, for some reason, always play Veruca Salt. And so her, she, each of them have like player powers, her player powers, she gets to draw an extra card whenever she draws cards, because uh, duh, of course, and she gets the most allowance money. Of course she does. Um, But in the end, like, I could use it to get like a ton of Wonka bars. But that doesn't mean that I have the golden ticket. And yes, I get it. Total pure luck. Some people are like, hur, 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 it's just luck. Well, it's not even a game. But it doesn't go on forever. You still have fun and nostalgia playing those cards, moving your people around, um, just holding and opening the Wonka bars to see if you have the golden ticket. Like all that is a payoff.
1: Um yeah, because you, you do all that at the end, which is cool. So everybody's just holding on them and waiting and seeing who wins. Isn't
0: right. It? So you just hope for the best at the end. Every time, as Ruka saw, I'm like, shouldn't somebody else be opening my candy bars? Because <laughs> I believe Daddy paid for somebody else to open my bars. Um, but it's still super fun. I keep telling Jason over and over again, he hasn't done it yet, to only play with one golden ticket. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to play with like the number of players minus one, minus one golden yeah. tickets. But I, I just think there should only be one. But I get it. Multiple children got the golden tickets. Okay, whatever. Um,
1: well, yeah. it, it's, it says on BGG that like you can put them all in there. It doesn't matter. And in the rule book, it actually says if you find more than one golden ticket, you're supposed to pass it around to somebody who doesn't have one to oh. kind of like spread the, the winning around. But how fun is that? That's not fun. Come on.
0: No, I want to win. I want to have the golden <laughs> ticket. Only one. Yeah. There can only be one. Highlander rules. Uh, but it it's really fun. It's super simple. Um, my niece played it with us, and she's nine and really enjoyed it. She, her parents or her aunt I'm not sure which my sister in law bought the bought a copy of it. She was playing it tonight with our youngest daughter. Um, yeah, people just I don't know how many of these we probably convince people to buy. Uh, just random people <laughs> watching us play it. So if you like. Um, Willy Wonka at all? The nostalgia is high, high, high with this. It's so fun. I kept singing all the songs over and over again. I sang Ruka's song all the time because at the bottom of the card, it says, don't care how, I want it now. So I sang that a lot. Um, but you don't have to make it a musical, I suppose. It's way more fun if you do. But it is super gimmicky, but it's short enough that it's well worth it. And I think we got this for like, what, 20 bucks or something?
1: 20 bucks, yep. Target yeah so yeah, yeah so, I so don't it. go into this expecting like even summer camp or planted strategy in depth this is just a fun game you're moving around playing cards collecting wonka bars and hoping that you get a golden ticket at the end that's Well, it. i so, mean
0: there is strategy to the card play like yeah oh I'm, I'm just like, saying but you can't in the end it go. doesn't matter yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> right
1: it all boils down to, hey, you found a ticket, and I didn't. I had five bars, and I found one. You had 30, and you didn't find any. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, but it's just fun. It, seriously, it's not going to go any longer than 30 minutes, and it will be well worth it just opening those bars and rubbing your golden ticket in someone's face. So fun. Yeah, that is fun. All right, so the next one is one that we saw at Origins, and Katie really wanted it. It was a little pricey. But then I found it on the Father's Day sale at Miniature Market for like 18 bucks. And we snatched it up. And it is called Mortem, Medieval Detective. Now, before I go any further, I do not hate this game. Really? There was a game. Yes, really. There was a game that we played about some book of secrets.
0: House of danger.
1: Whatever. Awful. This game is like a thousand times better than that. So what you're doing in this game is you are detectives, medieval detectives, hence the name. And you are playing through a story trying to figure out questions answers to these questions that are going to get asked at the end of the the scenario so you're trying to just go through as many of these cards get as much information as you can by the time that the game is over and there's going to be so many hours in the day and you can not do everything so you're trying to make the best of what you can do you're going to have some characters that are going to be on your team they're going to give you special Powers like these little tokens that will let you fight people, let you raid, let you search. Um, There's a couple other actions that I can't remember, but if you don't have the icon, the tokens available, you can't do these actions. So it's mostly go to a place, read some cards, it'll give you some options. You pick an option, go to another card, check out some stuff, maybe you know, get more information, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like the choose your own adventure stuff, but I like that there's resources and there's a map and all that stuff a little bit better. So, probably not a game I'm going to play a ton, because it's just not my style of game. But I did enjoy... I did like it. I didn't say I enjoy, it. I did like it. So, we played through one of the scenarios, and there's three in it. Um, and I'm sure we'll end up playing those eventually. And they said they were talking about doing some more, but I don't know any about that. So, what did you think about Mortem, Medieval Detective?
0: I liked it, um, because I like games like this. like the, So, we did the... It was the specific cho- choose your own adventure brand house of danger that we did before. I thought that was fine. Like I thought it was fun. I get that you don't like it. Okay. This is a little more involved. Um, yes, I'm I interested to that. see how it can go on to be able to use maybe different characters and things. So I felt like right now, um, cause you have to choose like three of five of these characters and their skills. Uh, I don't know if it's just for the skills, Really, the skills that we're working on doesn't matter. Really, who yeah. we chose necessarily—that's what it
1: seemed. That's what it seemed like.
0: Um, I wish that we a little more involved, but I think the story is interesting. Um, you—you also are—you need to make deductions because you aren't going to know all the answers to the questions,
1: <laughs> or any of them,
0: <laughs> or any if you're Brandon. Oh, I said that I wouldn't say his name uh, on the yeah, podcast it's, it's this fine. week.
1: I'll bleep it out. Okay, good. <laughs> I probably won't, but I'll, I'll say I would. So bleep.
0: He got one right, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or like we got some points for it, but didn't get it right.
1: Win. Yeah, I think he got second place points.
0: Uh, I definitely did the best, but I mean that I goes right. without saying.
1: I, I did all right. Thank you very much.
0: You did okay, but I got second place, right? Yeah, but when it, when I read like what each number meant, I was in the you basically answered everything. Good job.
1: Well, but I still beat the thing where I can go on to the next one though. So that's all I care about.
0: That's true. Um. And so Jason's complaint was, Well, you it just the game tells you where to go, so I just basically follow it. It's just like reading a book. it doesn't. You can make different choices. Just because a choice seems logical doesn't mean the game's making you do that. It means it's the logical choice and that's what you should figure out. Um but there are lots of interesting characters, some of you don't always know things and the time the time is what
1: kills you. The time like, is the time is interesting. That's that's fun.
0: So it's like pushing your decisions. You're like, oh, well, I didn't really find anything great on like my first look at this place. But, you know, as an extra action, I could go beat down this person and make them tell me something. Is that worth the time it's going to take when I could go to a completely different location, which could branch off? So it's like different places and all the the actions that you can choose are branching off in all these different directions with extra. Um, so it's kind of a lot um, I was overwhelmed by all the choices and I wanted to do everything, but I, I still really enjoyed it. Um
1: I I do think some of the other scenarios might be a little deeper. I think this might have been just a hey, we're gonna kinda teach you how to play the game scenario. So I'm assuming that the other ones will be a little bit better.
0: I think so. Um but it is what like there's just a page at the beginning that says, here's basically how the game plays. And the game teaches you the rest. And it really does. It Uh, does, yeah. And it is very open in a lot of ways. And I I like that as well. Now, going forward, I honestly think I would rather play it by myself or with one other person. Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, we we play with four. And I I just don't think these games lend themselves too well with like four players. Because you have people just, you know, we were taking turns. And then, you know, we did individual scoring at the end, which is not what it says to do. But um, that was kind of fun. It was cool actually because then we were just like competing against each other just for something fun to do. But yeah, I, it would be, a, we could probably discuss a little bit better with less people, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, and it, also,
0: it be Brandon just wants to do the craziest thing. And you obviously acted like, I hate this. So I'm going to pick the dumbest stuff and just be a I jerk. So not. then I didn't want you involved in my investigation and I
1: wanted you out. I did not act like that. I just wanted to beat that guy up. Okay. I wanted to beat that one guy up and I did it. That made me happy.
0: We did. We went and beat the guy up that Jason wanted to beat up.
1: <laughs> and it felt So good, that we right? can no longer good.
0: return to that location because <laughs> we basically raided it and burned it to the ground.
1: Sometimes you gotta burn some people to the ground. I mean it's just what you gotta do.
0: Um but I like it. I'm looking forward to the next couple sections, whether or not anyone else does it with me is to be determined.
1: <laughs> I will play it with you. I don't want to play it
0: with you. That's I the issue. I didn't hate it.
1: I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'll be better. I'm not I'll be better. Pl- pl- no,
0: you won't be better. You'll be turdy again. And I can't handle that. I
1: will not. You don't Josie's
0: know. the only one I'm gonna play it with again. I don't wanna play it with you and I'm gonna play it with Brandon. You're both out.
1: <laughs> you said his name again. Dang
0: it. <laughs> my game my rules <laughs>
1: all right so that's enough of that one that's that's mortem uh katie likes it i apparently despise it but uh yeah that's it
0: i've been wanting to write a review about it because i've been trying to be better about written reviews so. you
1: should just just be careful with spoilers or people but that's the
0: issue is i don't know how to do it without spoilers i guess if i talk in like high level yeah like i just did because i don't yeah. think i just spoiled anything
1: no we didn't say anything just that we beat some dude up but that didn't say anything
0: you just know that you can beat people
1: up. Yeah, you can beat people up. You can uh, raid places. You can, I mean, which
0: is raiding. Yeah, you can raid. You can um, do like search. surveillance. Yeah. So you can do surveillance, which I think is really cool. It has with the time mechanic, because you basically use one of your characters to do surveillance, and you put a token to show that, okay, this spot is under surveillance. Then you take another surveillance token and place it three hours out so then you can find you go through a deck later that shows you the surveillance on that place what you found what was found in those three hours which is really cool and to search a place is it kind of functions the same way someone you send someone in and they're going to shake down this place and report back what they found which i think is really cool when raid you just like goes in guns blazing and
1: you have to send all your people though which kind of stinks but that one time when i beat when we beat that dude up though that was just an action on a car. We didn't actually have to do a raid, but it just kind of functioned as a raid.
0: So we could see what it would be like. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I. Yeah. Anyway, we went back to it again, but I like it. I. I if there's more, I'd like them. To, I think that they might start tweaking it. Maybe get a little more in depth. I'm interested to see what the next couple chapters hold. Um. Yeah.
1: I'm. I'm intrigued. I liked it. All right. So the last game we're going to talk about is one that I have been wanting to play since it was announced. And our friend Chris brought it over, and we played it this week at game night. And it is called Gutenberg. Not Steve from Police Academy. Johan or Johan. Is that his name? Johan.
0: Johan. Joh- Johannes <laughs> Gutenberg. What is wrong with you?
1: Whatever. Some guy, he invented something. in
0: the of <laughs> the greatest inventions of Western civilization. I
1: know what he did, and I know his name. I was just being funny. All right, so you're not in funny. this game, what you're you're taking on the role of somebody, other random people, or maybe Gutenberg. He's one of the characters that you can be, like one of the special powers. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to collect letters and ink and fulfill these contracts to score money and points. That's the gist of the game. But the way the game works is you're going to have some cubes that's going to be behind this player screen, and you're going to be bidding on the actions that you want to take. There are five different actions. There's contracts, there's ink, there's... Moving up on these tracks, I can't remember the names. Specializations. There's ex- specializations. There's a section about getting gears to put on your board because you're going to have spaces for three gears that you can turn, give you special abilities each round, kind of a little engine that you're building. And then there's some patron- patronages down at the bottom, which are going to give you eight points if you can complete them. It can you know, be worth a lot if you can do that. And so you're bidding on how how many cubes you put in each of that is going to determine who's going to go first and taking each of those actions. Kind of like fresco. If you played that similar idea, and then you're going to go from the top action down to the bottom, whoever goes first takes their action. You're going to go based on bid, break turn orders with the or break ties with the turn order marker. And you're going to do that over, I think six rounds and um, whoever has most points is the winner. That's a super simplified version. You're also trying to get these really cool, like wooden letters that are really neat, a really nice component. Uh, that you're going to have to use as one of the resources to complete contracts Uh, it looks like it's going to be a super in-depth like heavy game but it's pretty it you know it's medium it's not super heavy not didn't take too long to learn didn't take too long to play and i liked it and it's a lot of tan which i appreciate and this is definitely one that i want to play again because i highly enjoyed it so what did you think about gutenberg
0: i liked it um of course, I love the theme because the printing press is very important to me as an English person and a lover of the written word. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Shut up. And the mass produced word. Um, I think the aesthetics of it are really cool. And yes, those typeset like wooden
1: bits. Amazing. amazing components. Yeah. Amazing components.
0: Super, super cool. Um, I like there's lots of different things to balance that the tracks give you something to work on that they can give you bonuses really like deciding okay I want to complete this contract um, I have to have the right typeset but do I want to hold on to it to try and get the right color ink slash get up on these tracks and some of them are very difficult to do um, it has player powers Asymmetric player powers, much like Marco Polo, where I feel like every player power is so freaking good that you want all of them and you feel like they all are game breakers, but they just are. I mean, it's so good. Like it just is awesome. Um, and then also like looking ahead, like what do I have? What should I try to be getting in order to do well on um, with the patrons? So because those are big points down there. Um, it has like the same bidding mechanic. or We talked about how it reminded us of Fresco where you kind of program your day what you're going to do behind this board and then whoever you know emphasize that more goes first um which i think in fresco it's whoever gets up the earliest um is who goes first in those different actions but you still have to plan and you still have a limited number of places that things that you can do in a day and that kind of how much you have to bid different places rotates in this game um it I thought it was supposed to be a super heavy Euro, um, but it's actually a nice midweight Euro, and I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I kind of uh, wish we owned this, but I don't know how expensive it is. I'm always afraid to ask.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Uh, it, probably it, 60 It
0: also helped that I won. That felt real good.
1: That's true. I did not do very well, but I had fun, and my character was awesome. I started with two gears, so it gave me a nice head start. It's really cool
0: oh yeah and the gears are fun and like just being able to think through that puzzle like oh you know i've got these gears that are going to give me things when do i want to use that um instead of taking a new gear could i move this to um, a more like valuable position for me right now or like do i need a better gear should i be bidding heavy on that but am i low on ink like i just so many really great kind of moving parts that work together i loved it
1: Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, Definitely glad I played it. And I'll have Chris bring it over sometime so we can play it again. Yeah. All right, so those are the games we played. Let's keep going.
0: Okay, so we're back to What's on the Shelf. And as I'm looking at a recording, I'm like, man, it is taking us a long... (laughs) We've, We've spent so much on... Stuff that is not the feature of this podcast, that I'm sorry, everybody, because we try not to do that. I don't like it when other places do that, but and I know I'm the problem, so I'll just say that now.
1: I think so we'll we, be all right.
0: We've got a whole new shelf, and this, if you saw the picture on our um, social media, it's actually kind of a little shelf, but we've got lots of games crammed together. And this sorting makes sense to me because all the games in this shelf are two player games,
1: mostly. Two exceptions.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, Colorado, you can have, I mean, one of the games you can have more. I only know one that you can have more, but I don't know the other ones, (laughs) the other one very well.
1: There are two, but the first like six are going to be two players only. Yes. So these are
0: mostly two player only games that are in this shelf. They're little box games, which is some of my favorite things. So um, let's get started on this new shelf. Jace, take it away with the first game.
1: All right. So the first game that we're going to talk about i don't know how many people even know about this game i don't even know how we even found out about it probably rado because i love rado
0: it was me i saw it somewhere because it's a um asian theme yep
1: yeah and the game is called dashu i think that's how you say it d-a-x-u and this is a game designed by j alex kevern i only know that because this was uh i like a lot of his games this is one of the first ones that we had from him and guess who the artist is i have no idea It's Clemens Franz. Is it really? That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so effectively, what this game is, this is a tug-of-war game, which a lot of two-player games are, and this one's no exception. And what you're doing, it's a really interesting card game. So you have these three cards in your hand. There's going to be a fist, there's going to be an open hand, and there's going to be a handshake. All right? There's going to be some cards up for auction, basically. I think there's like... a a card or two that's going to be put up for auction, and you're going to be using these three cards in your hand to either decide if you want it, which is the fist; if you want to agree to whatever the other person says, which is the handshake; or if you want to give them the card, which is the open hand. And then, based on what they play, you're going to somewhat, you know, if both people play a fist, there's a crazy stuff, nobody gets a card and stuff. And then if you win the card, you're going to put it on the appropriate side of your board. There's one, two, three, four, five, six different spaces that they can go on. So six different types of cards. Now, the trick here is you want to have more cards than your opponent, but you only want to have one or two more. So you're trying to balance how many you're taking from how many they're taking, because if you have too many more, they're going to get points. If you have exactly one more, you're going to get a bunch of points. And if you have two more, you're going to get a little bit of points. So one or two more is where you want to be. So it's a, a tug of war, but you don't want them. T- you don't want to be too far ahead. You don't want to be too strong because that's a problem. And then there's this track in the middle that if you use too many of the mean cards, like the fist, you're going to start going back negative. It's like an a enlightenment track or something. And if you get too far back, you're going to lose points at the end of the game. And that's the whole entire game. You're going to play through the deck trying to get more cards on your side than your opponent to score the most points. That's it. So, dash you. First game on the shelf.
0: A couple things about this game. There's four cards. One is like a double cross where the fingers are crossed. Oh, yeah. Are crossed. I missed that one.
1: Yeah, I looked at the picture of three and I missed that other one.
0: Which means that you want the opposite of what the other person um, chose. So, that's right, like right, the mean right. card. So, that moves you down like your reputation track. Um, but if you choose the agreement card, that will move you up. Um, right, right, right. Also, this is like... The most colorful Clemens Franz game of art. I mean, it looks the same as like the characters on Marco Polo. If you look at the people, he just made them a little bit more Asian. They're in Asian costumes. <laughs> um, but there's actually color on the cards. It's not that's all true. like that's true. Brown.
1: Yeah, that's true. And there are some cards that you, if you, if you take them, they move you up positive on the track too. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a yes, picture. It's something that you go down. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Simple game, but fun. I like it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those games where you are trying to outthink. It's like the whole um, like Iocaine powder, never play games of luck against the Sicilian kind of thing from Princess Bride. Like, okay, I know they want these cards, but they know that I know they want these cards. So I should play agree because they're going to play um, give because they know I'm going to play double cross. Like... And I can never figure it out. That's what I hate about that game is Jason somehow always undermines my choice.
1: I'm amazing. Because I just randomly pick. I don't pick the best cards ever. So it just it you're thinking too much and I'm not thinking at all.
0: Apparently. So I overthink it out and I'm like, dang it. I didn't even get what I wanted. This is stupid. So good game. Um, My game is the first game that we ever bought at a con. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yep.
0: Um, it's because it was cheap and... It had another, another. speaking of themes I like, a theme that I love, and that is Sherlock Holmes. So this game is called Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft. So it's a two-player game. One of you is Sherlock, one of you is Minecraft. Imagine that. So you are working as the Holmes is. Um, you're not really solving crimes. It's basically a set collection game. So these cards come out and um, the game progresses over like seven days and the cards come out that are different people that are from Sherlock Holmes books like um, Lestrade is in there Porky Shenwell's in there um, Irene Adler and each of those cards like has some kind of way to either get special, cl- power, yep. special power yeah so the special powers are either ways to get clues and clues are these different there are different things to collect in sets, um, like tobacco, ash, um, bullets, uh, fingerprints, buttons, and each one of the types of clues has a different amount in its set collection. So you're trying to get, obviously get the most of each set. Um, and then also the currency that you use to sometimes get those or, um, you know, get extra ones are these little magnifying glasses, which are actually really cool components. They've held up really well, um, thicker than just a regular cardboard chit, but these, they're like magnifying glass and like the whole handle. So you have a couple of different little meeples that you use to go to these different, um, characters to either get more magnifying glasses or trade magnifying glasses in to get these clue cards. Um, Take that, take cards from opponents. Reveal some, keep some hidden, um, and and that's really it. And at the end, you're just scoring like who gets the most points based on how much of each set you've collected,
1: and how many the other player has. So right, like you get points and then subtract their cards. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like if I if like that's like there's nine fingerprints. If I have seven of the nine, and you have two, I get seven points i think because it's like nine minus the two that
1: you have yeah and if you get all nine you get an extra point so i think you get 10 we haven't played it for a minute but i think that's right
0: we used to play the crap out of this because it's it has a really small footprint um it's really quiet it's easiest we'd play it when we were at church camp actually and we were staying in the cabin until the girls fell asleep so we'd play this game quietly um until they were asleep and we could go up <laughs> to the cafeteria and play games bigger games with other people but it was good. I think I think we paid twenty dollars for this one also. Um, compact. It's a it's a theme that I like. Um, just quick little set collection. So that is Holmes, Sherlock, and Minecraft.
1: Yeah, fantastic game. Uh, the next game is classic two players. Uh, we had the Big Brother or the Granddad, whatever, and we didn't like <coughs> that one as much. But this is <coughs> Seven Wonders Duel, and we also have the Pantheon expansion in the box. Uh, but. We're just going to talk about the base game because that's what we play the most of. And this is a two-player only version of Seven Wonders, kind of, in theme only. And what you're doing in this is you are drafting cards from these different layouts. There's going to be some cards that are face up, some that are face down. If you take a card that's face up, it's going to reveal cards that are under it that are face down, making them available to your opponent. So that's what you're kind of balancing. Are you going to take a card? Are you going to burn a card for money because you're going to need money to be able to pay for cards? And then the cards are going to give you resources. They may give you military strength. They may give you science symbols. And there's three ways to win. You can have the most points at the end of the game. You can get your little uh, military token all the way to your opponent's side, meaning you've defeated them in the military. Or you can get a certain number of science icon cards. Then that can push you over the win as well. The Pantheon adds a whole bunch. We've only played that a couple times, so I'm not going to talk about it. But the puzzle and the drafting and revealing cards to your opponent is a So fun, great game. I played this with a friend who doesn't really play, you know, a ton of games, and we played it three times in a row and had a blast. So Seven Wonders Duel, great game, and definitely one that probably will be in our collection for a long time.
0: Yeah, I love that game. I would play it right now. And yeah, the expansion is good. It's it's just it's really good. The next game is also maybe has a similar setting, (laughs) the Aegean Sea. Um, but this two player game is called Akrotiri. This is actually an older game from 2014, which doesn't seem old, but I know it is.
1: People weren't even alive then. Come on. <laughs> Who was even
0: alive then? <laughs> I, I was and had, I think I graduated from a master's the year before or something. Um, this is a game we were exploring in the Aegean, so just around Greece, um, to make like trade routes and you're discovering temples all through tile placement. So, you're kind of going through, I mean, I guess, Crete, because there's some of my Minoan temple or something. I was trying to think about what the theme was. Who knows?
1: Tan. <laughs> That's the theme.
0: It's, yeah, it is very tan. <laughs> the box is super tan. Um, but you've got these cool little boats, and um, you're going to go out, and you're placing tiles so that you can move your boats around to these different islands to pick up cubes. So, there's pick up and deliver element to it there's like a discovery element to it you're also like placing these little maybe i would say temples i i think that's what they are on different cities and in doing that you are trying to kind of complete these goal cards to have these temples in the right spot and you can get more um points for like how far away they are secret goals like there's just lots of really interesting things happening in this game and it's really small and it's just like some tiles and some cubes and these boats and and the cards and that's it but it is it's like it's thinky to get everything arranged in the way that you need to be for your secret goal cards while you're still trying to accomplish the pick up and deliver with the movement um, and going with whatever the tiles happen to come out It's just a really, really good game. And I feel like it is super underrated and not talked about enough. So we really like Akrotiri.
1: Yeah, I agree. Every time we talk about it, I was like, man, I need to play this because it's so good. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a good game. All right. So next, we're going a little bit out of order just to make talking about them easier. And this one is Lost Cities. This is a Reiner Knizia game. We actually have the reprint I believe from Cosmos which adds a second side of the board which gives you a six color of cards. And what you're trying to do in this game is you have a hand of cards and you're trying to play cards down on your side of the board in numerical order. But the trick here is there's also these handshake cards that are going to that you have to play down first. So say I'm trying to collect red cards, okay, and I have a 2 Six, a seven, and a handshake in my hand. I'm going to play down the handshake on red on my turn. Then my opponent automatically knows that I'm going to be going for red. So any red cards that they see, they're going to be snatching up, put them in their hands, and not give them to me. Because you start out with negative 20 points on each of the colors, and then every card that you play down gives you a positive points. And the handshake doubles it. So if I do two, seven, nine what's that, 16, 18, plus a handshake, that'd be 36 points minus the 20. I would get 16 points in red. So you're trying to balance out playing cards more than your opponent. You need to make sure you're getting cards that are in order. You're storing up a bunch of cards in your hand to get started, but you can't wait too long because your opponent's going to take all the cards. And it's just a nice like back-and-forth thinky puzzle, and I like it. So that is Lost Cities on the Shelf.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've played this one. It sounds familiar, so I may have been around when you played it with somebody else, but I
1: I do not remember this. Yeah, I played this with Voldemort, the one who can't be mentioned. Mm. Um,
0: no, because... No, no. Well, I'm not even getting... <laughs> no, he could not be given that much notoriety.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Moving on. Uh, the next game, it, we found this at Target as well. It was really popular and cheap for a while, and I don't know if it's as easy to find now.
1: No, it's super expensive, too. Like, 80 bucks or something.
0: Whoa but it is good two player game called Spirits of the Wild. What I love about this is it's so stinking pretty. So in this game you've got these little they're not even tiles. It's one game board, right?
1: Or Yeah, can it's you, a little player board with holes in it. I
0: didn't yeah. know if you could is it two-sided or is it always the same?
1: No, it's always the same.
0: Okay. So you got this little player board that has five animals on it and these little like holes, I guess. Which are placeholders for these really pretty, like, aquarium kind of stones. (laughs) They're actually really pretty stones. Um, And there's several different colors. And each of these little sections of your board is a different animal that wants, like, these certain stones. Um,
1: You're you're killing the theme. They're constellations.
0: Oh, they're constellations? Oh, yeah. yeah, I see that. These constellations. You're you're making the
1: constellations.
0: I. Who are you to talk about theme? I'm just trying to make sure I say play the game right. (laughs) I was like, what? There's a theme to this? Um, But you're collecting these colorful stones. Oh, they're gifts for the spirit animals, which are the constellations. Um, So the the spirit animals want different kinds of stones. And some of them maybe want stones in the same colors of pairs or um, different colors or um, sets or one of each color or all the same. And you get these stones um, by playing cards that you have in your hand, um, cards that allow you to take stones, maybe um, add some from the bag or take some, Um, but you eventually, you have, do you pull, you pull those back, right? They're spent.
1: Yeah. Once you play so many cards, you can then reflip them all. I think when you play both pieces of your fox, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you can't always keep playing. Take two stones, take two stones. Yeah. But also there's this coyote that can block spaces on your board or the other person's board um, where they can't put stones on that particular constellation. So you're kind of trying to move the coyote strategically while also taking the stones you need, keeping the person that you're playing against from taking the stones that you want slash keeping them from taking the stones that they need um, in order to score points. There's like an in-game mechanism Based on, yeah,
1: there's when there's three or four you, different of these clear um, stones on the like out of the bag, the game's over.
0: And there's also like a bunch of these specialty cards that are other constellations that you could that can be used, like return um, all stones in the bowl to the bag and add the same number of new stones and take one of those. So that kind of gives you some replayability to it as well. And But it's so pretty. It's a super simple game, and yet you're constantly like, oh, do I take that? Do I draw it? Do I use this ability? Should I move the coyote? Like, there's a lot of really neat stuff happening. Oh, when five spirit stones, the clear ones, come out of the bag. And so you don't know when that's going to happen. It could be really soon. So you're like, oh, I should be going for, like, these that'll give me points really quick because if the game ends, I need some points. But then it's like, well, if the game doesn't end, like, I could get big points by trying to get one of each color. Like there's just a lot of really great decisions here, but yet the gameplay is super simple. So that's why this one is so good. So um, good luck getting spirits of the wild apparently. Cause yeah, like there's an eBay listing here for $70. Someone is selling one in the geek market for $40.
1: There you go. We got it for 20 or less.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but it's good.
1: It's a good game. I don't pay a crazy amount because it's not the deepest game in the world. No,
0: but, but it's still good. Yeah, but, good, yeah. yeah, for sure. I wouldn't pay $60. Whee.
1: No, no way. All right, so the next game is a game that Katie hasn't played, and this was actually sent to us from Tim at the board game Rundown um, so we could review it, and it is called Conclusio. Now, this is a deduction card game where you're going to have the a hand of, fi- of six cards. Five of them are going to be facing you. The other one is going to be Facing out to the opponents. You are trying to guess what your sixth card is. And the way that that works is on your turn, you're going to play a card down, and everybody else is going to tell you if something on that card matches your um, card that's facing them. So, for example, if I have, if I play a red square that's a number three, I don't remember how the cards are, but a red square three, and they'll say yes, then I know my card is either red, a square, or a three. So now I got to play other cards to try to figure out the other elements before my opponents. Once I think I know it, I can guess. If I'm right, I win. If I'm wrong, I'm out. And they're going to keep playing until someone figures it out. That's the whole game. Um, it's simple. Plays in 10 minutes. It's enjoyable. Not my favorite game in the world, but I, I do like it. And I'm not sure if you'd like it or not because of the whole cards facing out with other people thing. But um, it, 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 it's it's not bad. It's not bad. So that's Conclusio.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, why would you never play this if it's deduction? But... Yeah, like a Hanabi, where the cards face other people, that just takes me
1: off. For some it's only reason. one card though. It's only one card this time.
0: Yes, yeah, so maybe I wouldn't get as annoyed. I don't. I don't know why. I have no idea why I hate games that do that. But I really hate that mechanic
1: because it's counterintuitive. I think it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, or I. I don't trust people to tell me right. I don't know.
1: Maybe that that could be
0: <laughs> like you're all <laughs> morons. So I'm not going to believe anything you say. No, I don't know. But yes, we do have it. Uh, the last one wanna we'll talk about I feel like in artwork it's somewhat similar to Conclusio. This is a weird looking game. Uh, the yes. art is the art's weird. And yes. this is Colorado. So I think it's like the weird little redheaded sister to Zuloretto.
1: Yeah, just a card game version basically.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a card game version. But so in Colorado you only have lizards. Chameleons. Chameleons I guess. Yeah. I'll be specific chameleons.
1: Because they're and, colors.
0: Right. You are trying to collect colors of chameleons as much as you can. Set collection. Um, you do that through drafting, where you've got these different um, groupings of chameleons out. And is it like, I can't remember if it's like Zulareto, where you can take them at any time?
1: Yeah, you either take a card from the deck and put it on one of the stacks, or you take, or you a, take stack a stack your rounds are, yep,
0: yep. Right. So... Which is cool, except you only are going to score three colors of chameleons. And if you have colors that are outside of those three, you will lose points for them. So that balancing act of what you want to keep and what you want to let others take and what you're going to get, super intense, man. It's really intense. There's some wild ones, some like Joker uh, chameleons that you can assigned to anywhere, which is cool. There's like a super golden chameleon, which is great for like the points, but then you have to take a random card at the top and oh no, if it's not one of your colors, like yowza. Um, so it's really fast. It's super fun because I really love Zuloretto and this is just a super condensed version. I don't love chameleons, so I'm okay with the theme, but um, and it's weird artwork, <laughs> but it's just colors and trying to collect them. And it is for such like a simple little game. You're always like, oh, do I take that stack? Do I ta- oh, man, don't stick with the other color. No, no. Like it's it can be intense, but it is a really great game. And so that is Colorado.
1: Yeah. And this may not be a two player game, but I've played this a lot two players and it's really good two player. So, you know, it, it kind of still fits on the shelf.
0: I think it has special rules, though, for two players. That's different than the other ones. I thought yeah, I read you,
1: that you use some different um, card layouts. Uh, yeah, it's a little different, but it doesn't. It just kind of simulates a three player game a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think if I felt like it was that different from when we played it with more people, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay, so that's the shelf. Mostly two player games because, I mean, there's two of us. So we do like to play two player games. Do you like any of these games? Did you find out any new ones that you never heard of before? Do you want to try one of these? Let us know tell us on any of our socials Um, join hashtag the revenue the facebook group or a discord chat or you know we just love talking with you guys about games and this week it happens to be two player games um i don't know how long we're gonna follow the shelves but i kind of like being able to talk about games that aren't always the new hotness because games old games need love too (laughs) what
1: no they do you're right it's just funny
0: why are you laughing at me
1: i don't know i just thought that phrase was funny Thanks. Sorry, I take it back my life.
0: No, I'll take it. Because we also happen to like the old and busted. Although, some of the old and busted that we have, I'm like, ooh, these are expensive now.
1: I know. I was just thinking, man, we have some good games. That's a good shelf of games right there. That is a good shelf of games. Are
0: you patting yourself on the back? Good yeah. job, us, for getting some good games. Look good at Jason job, and Katie go.
1: Yeah, look at us go. We have a good shelf of games. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One would hope. <laughs>
1: I mean, they're not all, they don't all look that good, but this one looks pretty good. (laughs) This one
0: is a good,
1: it's a good shelf. So
0: if you agree it's a good shelf, feel free to let us know that as well. I I think we, we have done enough damage here today.
1: Yeah, I I agree.
0: (laughs) All right. I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody.
1: Keep gaming.